0: Are you more action-driven? Do you have trouble receiving compliments? Are you afraid of taking action to start a project? Do you find it hard to receive from others? You can't relax without giving yourself a hard time about being productive. You berate yourself about your emotions, telling yourself you need to feel differently or not feel at all. By asking yourself these questions and answering honestly, it will help you figure out which aspect needs balancing between your masculine and feminine energy. If any of this resonates, then tune in to today's episode.
1: Hello there, Soul Tribe. Thank you so much for joining us today. Episode three, Self-Union. First and foremost, before we get into this, I just want to say, how good was the last episode Twin Flames? I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys. I found it very informative. I'm so grateful that we had the lovely Amelia with us to give us some really good, useful information about the topic, because I know many of you have been waiting for it so Stephanie how are you feeling
0: I'm so excited like it's series two we just did the twin flames episode I can't even believe that there's a podcast the topic was twin flames we had the amazing Amelia shout out Amelia love and light to this earth angel it was so insightful it was almost a bit surreal for me to talk about um, those topics And also to express some of my own personal experiences. It's interesting that I can actually share some of that and know that it might be of help to others or others may resonate. So guys, you know, any feedback, we always welcome it. And it really is a great follow on to today's episode of Self Union. Right, Joanna? Absolutely. It's just perfect. It flows well.
1: I love it. I'm so excited to get into this, actually. Self-union is super important.
0: Can't wait. So self-union, union of self, inner union. There's so many terms. Joanna, what does it really mean? Yes, let's get
1: into it. So union is the internal understanding that you are one and all compulsions to move against yourself end. It's the first breath of freedom. You'll know You'll never again be convinced you aren't everything that you need. Nothing can take you away from yourself. Um, You become free to love people because you're safe to love them. You no longer have the ignorance of yourself to fear. You give love, not yourself. Very important. Um, Once you reach that point, you no longer have the need for anyone else to kind of save or complete you, which is another really important factor. Uh, you're whole and in harmony within which allows you well your outer reality to mirror it back to you so yeah self-union I think falls under many definitions and for everyone has their own different you know explanations or their own experiences so what would yours be Steph?
0: All of what you said has resonated for me and I want to say guys I know we mentioned twin flames before it's not just about being a twin flame or in the twin flame journey because not everyone will be on that you know, path. But there is one thing we all have in common. We are all souls having a human experience. And I really do think, and we said this in episode one, divine sacred energy, that it's almost that we have a journey to connect back to our soul and self union, inner union, becoming whole is, is that. It's that very journey. And I also think that It includes healing, growing, that self-awareness, that self-loving relationship with yourself. It's so important because it transforms who you are and how you step into the world, how you show up in the world. And that has a massive impact positively for humanity. Imagine if all of us were whole in our souls in this world, how incredible that would be. Now, being realistic it's not going to be possible for everyone because not everyone in this lifetime is going to be able to get there but for those that are listening and shout out all of you love and lie and respect from the heart and soul of myself and Joanna you're here for a reason and you're probably on this journey already you're already wanting to become better be whole you've probably experienced loads of different things and it's resonated for you to really find yourself so Keep up the great work. Keep going. You know, keep your head high. Keep shining your lights because you can do it and we believe in you. We can all do it. Yes, we can. We can definitely do it. So let's get into the
1: masculine and feminine energy, how it correlates with self-union.
0: Yeah, this is this is interesting because when you think masculine and feminine, right? I, I really don't want you guys to think there's this like stereotype generalization. Because it isn't that right when we're saying feminine, we don't mean vaginas, bras, long (laughs) hair, you know, makeup and all anything that you think feminine. And when we say masculine, we don't mean penises, shorts, (laughs) sports, (laughs) and automotive vehicles. I chewed my words there. What you need to look at are the more subtle qualities. So it's not what you sort of see on the surface, right? Feminine, we mean like passive receiving. Also referred to as yin, yin energy from the yin and yang.
1: And Mm -hmm. then the left
0: side of your body, um, creativity, intuition, and nurturing. And then from a masculine point of view, it's the action taker, the decision maker, giving rather than receiving, yang energy, the right side, right side of the body, rationality, and wisdom. Now, You know, I mentioned yin and yang, and that's also another way to describe feminine and masculine energy. And you may remember the yin and yang sign, and that just shows you the duality. We need both, and we have both within us. So, Joanna, do you want to go into, like, the actual how we use both of those energies?
1: Yeah, sure, First and foremost, I'm glad that you kind of clarified that we all have it. It's not limited to uh, appearance or gender. We have both feminine and masculine, and it's important to have both. In my day to day, I'm a mom. So, you know, that's where more of my masculine will come out because I have to call the shots. And then when I'm at work, for example, there's times where I have to be a bit more passive, right? Where roles kind of, rotate you can't always be the one calling the shot so yeah that's a great way or an example to show you how to balance those those energies
0: so yeah I totally get that I mean at work I go between both leading and then being the one that's being led I mean day to day I tend to lead a lot but there's instances where some of my coworkers might have to lead a project so I sometimes quite like it take a bit of the back seat And um, it's nice, you know, to be able to have that rotation in the team It is quite cool. And you also get to see different people's strengths. So that also comes out really well in a workspace. But coming back to both masculine and feminine, like we use both in every day. Like imagine like if it was your birthday, you're going to be receiving loads of gifts. It's like the feminine energy. But if it was your friend's birthday, you'd be giving a gift. Right. So that's the masculine. And, you know, doing lots of tasks versus, you know, just doing one task, the multitasking is actually more like, you know, taking more charge rather than being single focused. And then, you know, being more emotional about something versus logical, and that could be decision making. So you could use your feminine energy versus your masculine. And, you know, doing versus being so, you know, on the weekend, Sometimes it's just good to be, because if you think about it, guys, like we're doing so much in, in the week. I mean, I try in the week to also be, and it's sometimes hard because we're working, we're having to go get the shopping, you know, make food, do this, do that. If you're a parent, home admin, all of that. So when do you get time to be? It's important. I think that we, we heavily use our masculine energy more so than the feminine energy. And I think for us females, so divine feminines, I'm not picking on you, but I'm just saying that we are guilty of being quite taking charge, multitasking, getting lots of things done, very productive, but we need to also take a step back and be, be in the moment, take it easy and allow ourselves to surrender and and, and be as well. So, you know, it's important to have both because both makes us, who we are and being able to use both masculine and feminine is a very powerful skill to have when you know how to use both in a balanced way. So coming on to a balanced way, like, why is it important, Joanna? Like, why do we need this balance?
1: Yeah, first of all, let me just say I am very guilty of um, trying to multitask and get everything done and always (laughs) on the go. Uh, Yeah, that's me. Well, I am trying to kind of be a bit more conscious of that now though, and make sure that those energies are balanced because it is important, it really is. That way you don't burn yourself out as well. So basically it's important to, to balance the masculine and feminine energy because realistically the ultimate goal is realizing that we are everything that we need ourselves, right? So I think the number one obstacle that we face, I think, from preventing us from knowing this is truth, being honest and truthful with ourselves. So it's being driven by our human desire to have also like someone else fulfill us, which I think I, I honestly think that if not everyone, a lot of people are guilty of that you know, and it's okay. It's okay to admit it. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people are guilty of that searching for someone else to fulfill them when in fact, it's us that we need to fulfill ourselves, right? You need to be able to fulfill yourself first. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't be in a relationship or long-term relationships or anything like that. Of course, if you, you know, your heart desires it, but just understand first that, beyond you know self gratification or having intimacy or babies and stuff like that you need to be able to have that that balance
0: yeah i mean it is a bit of a joke when you think about it because these fairy tales that we grew up with is like prince charming's going to come on a horse and save you like hell no and it's really hard because if you think about it society the media kind of does talk about that sort of Dynamic, but that's actually quite a distorted masculine and feminine dynamic. You know, that whole, that phrase, you know, that phrase, like, oh, you complete me. Heck no, you don't complete me. Mm -hmm. I, I complete me. So we have to be mindful of this. I think what's out there, and we have to educate our children. We have to educate each other. We have to really share this knowledge because it is about us. I saw there's this woman. On Instagram. Her name is Zodi. She's so interesting. Um, she said the other day, I read something that they said that spirituality is on the trend. Like she got really annoyed. And I understand because she said, it's not a trend. Finding yourself, becoming self aware, wanting to become whole and finding a union is not a trend. Going getting BBLs and who's got the latest car or doing the new TikTok challenge is a trend. Sorry, I had to say that with a bit of attitude and <laughs> because she was so right. The I passion. was like, yes, girl. And I love her posts. Uh, we put I, I sometimes share it on our stories. She's really, she's super hot with it. And it's true. Spirituality isn't a trend. I've seen some articles that have said that, you know, the spirituality and plant-based diet is this new wave, young people's movement. No, it's not. Finding yourself is not. Finding your soul and connecting with your soul is not a trend. If we all did it, humanity would be better. But religion, religion just came to divide us. I'm going to go off into one right now because it's getting me. No. repeated. But religion did come to divide us. And that's why I chose to step aside from religion because it, it is a point of conflict. It creates conflict and too much debate when we could just all be finding ourselves. And if we all found ourselves, we will all be happy. We'd all be healed and we'd all be working in harmony. How simple is that? But no. They just want to complicate things because you complicate things and everyone's living in chaos. And when people are living in chaos, you can control them. So guys, sorry, I just got into it a bit too much, but it is truth. And this is why we're here on this podcast sharing why, you know, it's important to, to stick to what you trust within your heart and soul. Don't listen to even, even if it's not even the media and you've got friends and this is a really true reflection. Someone said to me the other day, oh, I'm I'm going through it and some friends and family don't get it. And I'm like, just stop telling them. Just stop telling yeah. them. Like, they're not going to get it. Like, come on. And, you know, sometimes you have to not be afraid to let go of those kind of people that don't get it. They could be family. I've just had to, like... Close the door on so many different people, family, friends I've known for years. And I don't feel bad about it because I'm being true to me. It's better that that I don't keep them in my life and I hold up this pretentious conversation, being fake to myself and fake to the situation, than me going and really being the true me. So guys, like, honestly, you might be going through some of that and it is painful to let go, but trust me, you create space and expansion, and that space and expansion brings in more beautifully aligned souls. And we will talk about space and expansion in another episode, for sure. We I'm going to, I went on off to one, but you know, this is where the passion comes. But, yeah, passion, let it out. <laughs> but in terms of like, so we talked about masculine and feminine energy. Joanna, like, how do you know when, like, the energies are imbalanced, like masculine when you're off balance. How do you know?
1: So when your masculine energy is like wounded and off balance, you will experience some of these signs. (sighs) So one (laughs) will be pushy, cold hearted or dominating. Low self-esteem, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, scared, feeling unsafe in a world, aloof, confused, all over the place, lacking clarity, procrastination, afraid to take action is one of them as well. Confused at one point, lack of clarity, not knowing which direction to go. Yeah, those are a few that resonated for me.
0: Yeah, I can understand. I'm going to pick at one of the ones you said because mm-hmm. confused. We both had to leave a marriage, right? Yeah. That was yes. really hard. It must have been for you to make that oh, decision. Yeah. yeah, really tough.
1: Really hard not easy decision to make, but necessary at the same time because I think this is the the beginning of my uh, self-union. It was me really taking that leap into my self-union. So can yeah, it was necessary. It yeah.
0: yeah. It took me probably a good, I knew I wanted them like to leave the marriage, but it was so scary to then like really go there. And when the other person is like, are you sure? No, we can work on it. Then you get confused. You're like, oh, my gosh, am I wrong? And you start to question yourself because you're like, am I? No, because I'm going to hurt that person. It is so hard, guys, because you don't. It really is. Because you start to take on their emotions and you don't want to hurt. Like This is where these decisions in transformation can be pretty tough because you don't want to hurt someone else. But at the same time, if you, if you avoid hurting someone else, what does that mean for you and your future? Exactly. Exactly and- that. And the other thing that made me a little bit like, oh, and I mean, I knew I wanted it in my heart and soul. And this is the thing about trusting your intuition. My intuition, my heart was like, you need to get out of here. You know, as much as your husband loves you and wants to work and make it work, you're not happy. And there is a reason why you asked for this, you know? So the confusion went on for a while. It was just a bit of back and forth and debating with him and Even when I was like, no, I'm sure. And then he was like, yeah, but we could still. And you know, when the other person, so I really felt that that was my test. It was like a spiritual test for me to really speak my truth. I I know you've spoken about speaking truth because you had to kind of really step up to the mic on that one, right?
1: Oh, yes. It was tough. It was tough. And one thing I could say that I did as well. It's. I really got in tune with myself and I didn't discuss it with anyone. I didn't discuss because I didn't want any outside input, right? I wanted the decision to be solely upon myself, like something coming from me. I didn't want anyone's opinion or anything like that. I told everyone, like, you know, family members after um, I made the decision and I had the discussion with him. But yeah, that's something that I, you know, I can proudly say that, I went within myself, I decided, yeah, this is what I want, this is the step I want to take, and I did
0: that. I really like what you said, and it's a really good piece of advice. A lot of the decisions we have to make, I think all of the decisions need to come from us and from ourselves. As much as, like, family, friends care about us, when they give advice, they give it based on their experience and their perspective. And bless their souls, but some of them are still wounded, projecting. So their advice will be different. (laughs) I remember when I decided, I was a bit bold with it because it was like I was holding mine in for a long time. So when I decided to do it, I decided to tell everyone before I left for Dubai. And I think (laughs) this is the danger of me. I get into one. So I went on like this trailblaze and just family members, literally my brothers and my dad. And I, I was just like, right. I am leaving my marriage and I'm going to take this really great job at Emirates. And yeah, that's me. And then my dad was like, uh, are you still mourning Mum's death? Are you okay? Like, I think you're still sad. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so it was a bit, you know, and then afterwards everyone thought I was a little bit crazy. Um, Aww. so yeah, like, and then the family was all talking, like my brothers and my dad, and, and I'm, I'm not upset about that. It's just, I'm the youngest, and they probably thought, yeah, she's confused, you know? So sometimes you're not confused, but others think you're confused, and then it tries to mirror back on you to check if you really are confused. So there are going to be decisions that you have to take, guys, and if any of you are at that point, like, making some big decisions, whether it's a relationship, a job, like, changing career, and the family's like, but you could never go from, like, this financial career, you know, really... Corporate well established type of company and go into Reiki healing or something, you know, whatever, or become a yoga teacher. I mean, who does that? So, mm. again, like you, like Joanna said, really trust yourself, trust your own inner voice, because that is the right direction to follow, not what anyone else says.
1: Exactly, exactly. Very well said. I mean, it's all part of the self union journey, actually, it's just being able to go within, trust yourself, not depend on anyone else, a huge part of it, huge part of it, so with that being said Steph, um, I think it will be interesting to know your five, your top five, let's say your top five ways
0: to balance the masculine energy. So you spoke about self-esteem, so number one is like really being proud of who you are, you know, being comfortable in your own skin, you know, and it's hard because I know that social media doesn't really serve us well when they put these unrealistic human beings on these, on these um, ads and everything. And it doesn't seem quite right. You compare yourself, but really just embrace yourself. Remember we are all made uniquely. The next one is about balancing your chakras. So We have seven chakras and there's many places along the seven chakras that could be blocked for different reasons. If you've got self-esteem issues, then it could be around your sense of self, which is your solar plexus. So yoga, uh, meditation, healing um, remedies, essential oils, burning incense, really just taking time out for you can help open your chakras. There's lots of great content um, on YouTube channels for um unblocking chakras and also affirmations and on our instagram page we've done seven days of chakra affirmations so you can go and check those out and they're really great like the way you talk to yourself is massive and if you think about it if you tell yourself every day i am beautiful come on like it is not it's not a coincidence that it won't you know form into your subconscious brain as a default setting and that's The kind of good default setting you should be having in subconscious brain. Mm -hmm. Can I just chime in really quick um, with the balance in the
1: chakras? You know what it reminded me of when you said that? It's so (laughs) funny. For anyone that has watched the Avatar, Avatar Ang, there was an episode in that, that's one of the series, and it was a guru actually that was trying to help him (laughs) achieve his Avatar state. And the guru was actually going through with him and explaining to him like you need to remove any blockages right you need to balance the chakras yeah so it was basically enabled for him to reach his higher self it was amazing so if anyone knows that's what that just reminded me of just the whole little the image of that scene just popped into my head I was like oh my god
0: (laughs) no can (laughs) you get a clip like get a clip and we have to put it on our page. That sounds so cool. I'm yeah. sure we can. you know yeah. what?
1: Great, great idea. I'm going to see if I can find the clip and then we'll definitely post it.
0: That's right. some good content. And I really like the way that it sounds really creative. I like when there's like creative ways of showing us messages because not all of us, you know, interpret messages in the same way. So we sometimes, some of us need it visually. Some of us need it through audio. Some of us need it through both or through experience or, you know, I don't know, through a dream. So yeah, I think that's cool. Yes. So number three is be more accountable and take ownership for life. So, you know, when you're being confused and procrastinating, you know, that's just going to hold you back. But really just saying, right, I, you know, I'm going to take ownership. I have my own power. I can be accountable. I want to do this or something's not gone quite right. Okay, fine. Like, let me not just hang around in that area. Let me go and do something where I can really take charge. And take charge in a positive way for yourself. Number four is develop your discipline. So, you know, it's about really giving yourself some structure and new habits. Like I said about the affirmations, there is not a day that goes by without me saying my affirmations. I will not, you know, I, I will not get up without saying them. There's been a few times I brushed my teeth before my affirmations. I was like, heck no, you did that? You brushed your teeth before the affirmations? We need to have oh. <laughs> We need to we need to have a one-to-one steph, like me, you, and you and me. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean it in goodwill that <laughs> you know, like me and Joanna have a really interesting way that we manage this podcast. Cause look, it was it was hard to get off the ground. We have demanding careers. Um, Joanna is a mom of two. Um, I'm always very busy with my career and, and wanting to do stuff for myself because I've made a lot of time for myself in recent years. So how do you get this podcast off the ground? Well, we have like a planner and every week we have actions and we delegate the actions to each other. um, And it works really well. And it means that we're able to keep this podcast train moving forward and amplifying it further with additional content, new ideas. It gives us that structure, that ability to have um, our plan in place. So really recommend that to you guys, you know, don't, don't kind of fall back into a trap of, oh, I don't know where to start first. Because it's sometimes the mind that makes you, when you start thinking about something, it puts you off. I think you said that the other day, Joanna, didn't you? And you're like, I was thinking I needed to get something done. I kept thinking about it. And I was like, oh. And then when I did it, I was like, whoa, that was quick. Well, yes, really quick.
1: <laughs> yes. It w- sometimes it just seems <laughs> way more difficult than what it really is. So you just have to get that motivation just to keep going. And then it's when once it's done, and you're just like,
0: Oh, okay, yeah. How accomplished did you feel? I, I remember your voice now. and you were like, I've just done it. Like, you you know what I was like taking ages to do for three weeks, it's done, like it, it's actually done. And then the <laughs> next day you were like, Do you know what's there? I was like, Yeah, I, I did it. And I was like, No, yes, you, you did, and I think I kept congratulating you because I remember it was just like a long administration type task, and I hate them. Do you remember when I oh. had to do the when I was redoing my bathroom and I had to do that invoice that oh, talked about, yes. oh my god do you know how long that took I was talking about that invoice to you for about a month right you was the funny thing is when you was like yeah I'm doing the invoice I was like wait what you didn't do that yet but I was on the list it. it's, it's the same thing people from my work will laugh right but expenses <laughs> I've got some expenses I'm looking at some right now on the store that I've kept and I've kept them out deliberately but they've been there for two weeks and I'm like ah, oh, it's not even like it's it's just admin tasks you know it's just the things but you know we have to get things done so sometimes I I put things in certain places to just go hello you have to do it the yes. final one is tune into your emotions. And if you find that hard, you know, you can write stuff down. Like if you're finding something really difficult and you don't want to express it to others or you want to keep it a bit personal, you can journal it. You can write down how your day's been. There's some really good like mindful. I think it was Cosmo. They do it sometimes and some other magazine brands. They do like mindful guides and stuff. There's a lot of um, kind of brands that are doing it now with uh, magazine content where they give you like a free journal and it's like mindfulness uh, diary where you can write stuff and it's got affirmations in it. I have one. I started it. I think I st- I was using one in 2019 because I needed it then. But now I feel like I've got my own flow of things that it, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I just let it out on the podcast. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um you know, and also you can like have conversations where you're not giving advice and you're listening. For me, I have to say because I love to talk, I've really paid more attention to listening and especially with, like, close friends, family, even in a romantic setting, it is in so important to be able to listen to the other and and then also be vulnerable and open as, as well. I, I know that you were saying the other day, Joanna, you really like to write down your thoughts sometimes and then you've gone back and seen stuff from, like, years ago. Yeah, so
1: the other day I was going through my notes and I came across like this heartfelt written message that I wrote like in 2017 I believe it was and it was so deep I was like wow like I wrote that I was feeling that at the time I'm happy that I did because you know when I look back and read it I'm just like oh I've come a long way like I've come do you know what I mean but yeah I, I I really do like to do that I that's a really great way to kind of get in tune with my emotions you know um just writing it down writing it down whether it be in a book or my notes in my phone wherever I feel like it's a really good release
0: Yeah, I I do like it too. Sometimes I used to, I remember when I was in my younger years, like in my early 20s, I'd write a lot of poetry. Yeah, I kept, I had loads of little books and I'd write a lot of poetry. Actually, I had, I remember when I studied French and I was doing French poetry and my teacher was like, but you're a fantastic writer, like you should publish your poetry. And I was like, "Uh." "Oh." you know (laughs) I didn't really think about that one but yeah like even writing poetry or just writing your thoughts down I totally know what you're talking about Joanna because I looked at something the other day I have to read it to you it's so deep it was like from 2018 which was a big year for me where I left the country and did like all these very just drastic things which was needed but I wrote something and when I look back I'm like wow like yes because what I was feeling then was really a lot of what i genuinely was feeling in my heart and soul and that's where the healing needed to come and i've worked on that so it it was quite cool to like look back and just like you said you you feel even more accomplished but you feel the strength in yourself because you see see how far you've come so let's get into the feminine energy like how do you know what are the signs of when the feminine energy is not in balance joanna
1: Ooh, so when your feminine, feminine energy is wounded, you will experience some of these things. Okay, guys, here we go. <laughs> so overgiving, overcompensating in relationships, so people-pleasing, uh, self-opinionated, unable to accept change, overly active, unable to just be, heavily identified with own emotions and as a consequence of getting carried away by them. Neediness, self-doubt, demanding love because you feel unworthy, jealous of what another person gets, and not believing you're worth of receiving. Does any of this resonate with you, Steph? Because I know a few resonates yeah. with me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think there's I think we agree on maybe probably the same ones. The one for me was the overgiven. Right. I I didn't realize, like I thought it was because you know. I cared so much. And, yeah, I did in situations. But I've always been a bit of an – I well, I was always an overgiver with friends, with family situations, actually, and then and romantic. And, and also – and I didn't realise, but it was also people-pleasing. It was to just make everyone else happy but myself. Yes. And then I end up married in a situation <laughs> where I'm just trying to please everyone but myself but not really admitting it. So, yeah. And the other one – you know, the the self-doubt and the neediness, um, I think there was definitely that point, And I think I mentioned it in uh, co- the codependency episode in series one, kind of wanting someone to be there to, to fulfill that need. But really, that's, that's quite a codependent trait. Um, you're needing someone to fill that void. And on the jealous one um, of what another gets, I... I've never I've tried myself I mean I think we all get like that like oh this person's got this and I haven't but I've seen it with friends that, that I've, they've been honest with me like oh and I've noticed that they've had it with social media so they'll uh, be like yes. oh Steph do you know so and so I see them on social media with this and I'm like yo like it's not like it might not even be true but even if it is like it's fine like and and I think I've mentioned this before, but you know, there, is, there is an abundance for everyone. Like, there is more than enough for everyone to, to have greatness, um, wealth, happiness. Like, it's just you have to go out and really line yourself up for it. So it's best not to look at anyone else because that, that comparison thing is quite toxic. It's, it creates a really bad demise of self, to be honest. W- what would you say?
1: Yeah, I agree, Steph, you know, I think there's enough for everyone. There's no need to be jealous. And I can honestly say, I don't think I can recall being jealous. I generally get happy for people. Like, if someone has accomplished something or received something, literally, I remember literally seeing strangers that good thing happening to strangers, like on TV or someone being rewarded with something and I'll bust into tears like it was me, you know, oh. so, I, I was like, I, I've never really been the type to be jealous of any, anyone else. Um, but I do resonate with the neediness, um, self doubt demand, demanding the love part.
0: Yeah. With that.
1: Um, because you know, I feel like when I look back on certain situations, and certain relationships I do realize where you know I did feel some type of way when I felt like the other person wasn't paying me enough attention uh you know that that was those feelings coming in like oh I need some love give me your love don't you know be putting your attention over there and that came from a sense of me feeling unworthy I believe so yeah it's deep it goes deep
0: yeah definitely I resonate with that And, you know, there's ways that we can consciously balance the the feminine energy. So, Steph, what would you
1: say is your top five of ways of balancing the feminine
0: energy? So, I think the most important ones, number one, enjoy the act of surrendering and receiving. Divine feminines, it is very, very obvious that we struggle with that. And I think that the feminist movement and us really taking charge women in leadership, really. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with that, but we still need to surrender. And I think we get two in our masculine, which means that the feminine side of us doesn't really um, stop to receive. Um, So it's really important to try and uh, try to focus in on that work on surrendering. It's definitely where I'm at in my journey um mm. of really just trying to be in the flow and be. And I've noticed some really positive things off the back of that.
1: Oh yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Again, guys, this one was a tough one for me. I am a giver, so I always find it really hard to receive. Oh man, it's tough. It's tough, but it's necessary to to surrender, to get into that point where you are, you know, you you allow yourself to know that you're worthy worthy enough. To receive.
0: Yeah, it, I think it is. It's to do with worth, isn't it? Self worth to receive. Yeah. You don't realize it. You're like, no, 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 but I can do it. And the other thing is, we're also in that boss lady mentality like, yeah, but I got it. I can do it. I can do everything for myself. But that can also, you know, <laughs> disabilitate the uh, feminine surrender and receive yeah. part of us, which, yeah, you know, it's innate in us being divine feminines too. The next one, is stop conforming. I love this one, you know, but <laughs> you know, it's about just being a bit flowy. And we mentioned divine flow in episode one. It's really just going with expansion. And even you could even wear like loose clothes. It's so funny, because the other day I was like, oh, I'm a bit cold, but I don't want to go to bed with those PJs because they're kind of tight. I just need to wear some floaty stuff. But if I could, I'd just walk around the place naked. I mean, there's no one there. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to be free. And apparently it's very good for your health, sleeping naked. I just said. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it has great benefits actually. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm taking selfies while I'm sleeping naked anyway. Let's stop there. <laughs> the next one, speaking of being naked is giving birth. <laughs> I don't Ooh. I don't mean it by like having a child, but you can, but it really it's about your brain child, like your project, a pet project, an idea, a recipe, a piece of art, anything that really harnesses your creative energy. And uh-huh. That's a really good way. And I think for me, it's this podcast. This podcast has been the integral forefront of me surrendering myself as a divine feminine, expanding myself with my creativity, expressing myself, my word, my experiences through my journey. And there's a lot of emotional expression and sharing and a lot of me authentically sharing so I I do feel that the podcast is part of my journey because I I realized that I was very much more overactive on the masculine energy and less active in the feminine energy and it was representative in my body I'd have more sort of just in the way my physical body was, I would to get more muscular pains on the right side, which is the masculine energy. And I, I could see it from a physical format. So it was really interesting.
1: Yeah, that is really interesting, actually, Steph, because I never really knew until you mentioned it to me that, you know, certain pains on certain side of the body was actually related to the feminine and the masculine. So I find that really interesting, that whole concept. Yeah, it was through you. So thanks. Thanks for (laughs) doing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting because I just thought I was getting certain hip pains because I was flying so much. Then I realized it was connected to my overactive masculine side. But on the Mm. left-hand side, I was stiff and I still am. And it's kind of funny. I was just doing yoga earlier on tonight and we were doing like the lotus pose and I think when we, we were moving to the other side of the body, like my teacher said, bless Preeti. She said, yeah, some of you might notice that one side's a bit more stretchier than the other. And I was like, yeah, this feminine side needs to just loosen up. Come on, girl, open <laughs> up. <laughs> but, but I work a lot on my hips and we hold a lot of emotion in our hips, both sides of our hips. So for me and with running, I, you know I have very tight muscles. I just it's nice to have firm muscles but when you get them this firm it's like I was born with them firm they're like ow <laughs> so Ooh. it's even worse Th- for running but I have to run because lockdown's not easy on us so I have to do a lot of like hip openers and it actually helps with unblocking chakras as well so if you regularly do that it, it really helps to balance the energy in your body and to also conjure energy it's amazing i mean i love yoga and on that point i'm going to move to the next one it's all about being in tune with your body and did you know joanna that yoga means union and it's about the union of the mind body soul or spirit you told
1: me that and i'm like it makes total sense when you look at the benefits of yoga i'm like ah makes sense
0: why why it means that like yeah. be present, focus on your breath. Like when you're holding the headstand or you're doing a crow or whatever posture, some of those postures are like, and you're so uncomfortable that represents being outside of your comfort zone in such a great way. And you have to embrace that moment and to hold that posture, the crux of it is to be focused, to stay present and only think about that posture and to breathe into it Mm. nothing else so you know yoga's also a moving meditation yoga has been the best friend of myself union journey like real girlfriend like i agree so guys get in tune with your body talk to your body on a daily basis i mean i'm there stretching going like because it's needed and you know don't forget that, you, that your, your body is your vessel your soul's inside it and we've got to really ground ourselves and be very aware of not just our mind but also our body as well the final one is claim your space you know so have a, a space that you need you know where it's just your you time you know be unapologetic be more vulnerable and allow the good and the bad to be expressed so you know you can show up be a being authentic. That also means stop the people pleasing and stop being a doormat and set healthy boundaries. I really think that setting boundaries is really a part of this self union journey. What do you think, Joanna?
1: Oh, yes. It's really important. Like, if you guys need to go back to reference in series one boundaries episode, do that. It's so important for self union. It really is. You need to be able to. I swear it helped so much. It helped so much. Uh, setting boundaries for me was a major part of my, my union journey that I'm still on, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and actually, as you're talking about your journey, what's it been like for you? Like if I said to you, Joanna, today, where are you at? What do you feel you've achieved that you're happy about and you're proud of? And what else do you want to work on as you progress in your journey?
1: Aw, so I would say where I am at right now is just what I've worked on, should I say actually, before I say where I'm at, is uh, being honest with myself. (laughs) I realized that I wasn't being honest with myself when it came to many situations. Um, So really getting in tune, speaking my truth to myself, accepting certain situations for what it is, being comfortable with that, working on actually opening up my heart chakra, which was closed. (laughs) I had no idea, by the way, that it was closed. I was really shocked. I was like, huh, my heart chakra is closed? Why? So, yeah, so I had to do a lot of work on that to kind of open up my heart chakra, just coming into acceptance of what is surrendering. That was a major part as well of me um, not being in so much control trying to control everything, trying to act like things didn't bother me, trying to be that match. I guess that was the the masculine, (laughs) overpowering the feminine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because when you said the heart chakra closed, what that means, guys, and I just want to kind of give a bit more context to it, is it can be that you're heartbroken. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason why your heart chakra closes off is because you create a defense. You put the fences up because you feel heartbroken and you don't want to let anyone in. You, you, you kind of are almost not lying to yourself. You're like, yeah, I'm good, but you're not because you, there's something there. And sometimes we don't realize that and there's great ways to keep your heart chakra open. But I really do believe that the self union journey is very aligned to the heart chakra. It's the self love. It's the being honest with self. If there has been heartbreak, it's about understanding where it came from because A lot of heartbreak stems from the need of wanting to be uh, needed, valued, appreciated, heard. And if you didn't get that in childhood, sometimes it plays out and manifests in relationships in your adult life. So actually, you have to go back and heal some of that. And it can affect the heart chakra, but it can also affect the solar plexus and other, you know, the self-esteem part. So I just wanted to highlight that to the guys um Joanna but it's interesting because I remember when you came and said that to me
1: and then mm-hmm. I was like
0: oh do you know what I think I might have said to you yeah you were being a bit like blase about certain things and I did yeah. think, <laughs> I did think you were front in a bit but it's it, it's not for me to say do you know what I mean like, it's not for me to yeah go, hey I think you're being a bit too blase like it, it you have to let take it and this is where true soul family and friends they they're there they support you but they let you figure it out for yourself unless you say am I being unreasonable like I really want your point of view and we do that right and yeah I know you do that for me and I'm like yeah I I totally hear you on that one so yeah yeah definitely good good point there because that
1: was you know the major cue there was me being blasé about certain situations. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it doesn't bother me. But internally, it was bothering me, guys. Like, and that is where I had to really turn around and face myself and be like, you know what? How do you actually feel, Joanna? How do you feel about this?
0: Yeah. I had to be
1: honest with myself. And that, oh, my gosh, me doing that, this is why I honestly believe. Like, honesty equals truth equals union. And that for me changed so much. It's changed so much in my life and my my dynamic and especially where, where I am on my journey today. I feel like it made such a big difference. Like I surrendered completely once I started working on being honest with myself, I couldn't, you know, universe, you control, you take control, you know, I'm just going to flow with it. And then everything will just start to flow exactly where it needs to be in place
0: yeah and what's meant for you won't pass you by you know just trust the process so what what's what's the areas that you feel you you you're working on now where's your focus at oh so now that I've done
1: the the heart chakra it's uh making sure that the feminine and masculine is balanced because sometimes I do feel that it does kind of slip out on balance sometimes you know I could feel like even should I say January no it was December I would say before going into the new year I did feel like some sense of a little bit of overwhelming feelings coming in and I think that is due to imbalance right imbalance sorry so it's just really focusing and making sure that I I have structures I'm utilizing these little tips that you shared with us just now (laughs) so I can make sure that I'm in balance with those energies because I feel like you know, it's, it's inevitable. You are probably going to get thrown off balance. You're not going to stay consistently, perfectly in tune all the time. Right. So you might have those moments where you need to make sure that you're, you're on track doing the things that you need to do. So yeah, that's my focus right now. Just, you know, continuing to choose me, making sure that, you know, I'm not overgiving, you know, what about you Steph? What would you say? First of all, I just want to know how, how was your journey? Because You've actually come into self-union, which is huge, by the way. And I just want to know,
0: like, share with us, what was it like? So I'm not wearing a self-union badge because I think it's an always on job, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I was shocked that I got there. And to be honest, if I take a step back from it all, I never went into it looking for self-union. I didn't even know about that, you know, but... Mm it was kind of funny because when I did, when I did originally go to Dubai, I was doing little things. Like I think subconsciously there was a part of me that knew I needed to go find myself. And I bought this ring and I put it on my finger where my, my wedding ring was and took that off. And I was like, yeah, this is, I'm marrying me Steph. So I was doing things right, but I wasn't actually doing the work. Does that make sense? Right. I was doing things sort of saying, yeah, and I, I think part of me was like, well, I'm, I'm here in Dubai. I'm, I'm, I've told my family that I want out of my marriage, and I'm starting to make bold choices. So I am choosing me. So there was a part of it. I don't want to play it down too much because that's quite big. But there was the work, and I think one major thing is healing. To, to really find yourself, union, you need to heal, and a lot of it is deeply rooted. And I think everyone's just like, oh yeah, you know, I did a bit of this, I did a bit of that, and. You know the healing goes deep. It goes to childhood. It can be even passed down through your ancestors and generations. Sometimes you don't realize you're carrying that energy that needs to be healed. So there's a really integral piece that is around healing that gets you to self-union. So I, when I came back to the UK after my stint in Dubai, it was it was like a really extraordinary uh, chain of events. And I really got exhausted. And you guys know, Amelia, if you listen to the last episode, and I'd never have thought I would go to Tarot, right? Um, And I was told like, Tarot is like the devil kind of thing, because I grew up a Catholic. And uh, yeah, and even, yeah, it's just weird, even like the Zodiac and stuff like that. But Amelia's readings, I, I came across them and at a place and a moment in my life where I've I couldn't really talk to anyone about what I was going through. They would have never got it and they would have thought I was crazy. But Amelia didn't. She didn't know me, but she didn't think I was crazy because it seemed like she was picking up the right messages for me and others that were going through it. And I was like, wow, I don't feel alone anymore. And the more I listened to her readings, I was like, wow, this is helping. I don't feel alone. And then I, I got to a point of mental exhaustion. Like, I was exhausted with certain things I was going through. I hadn't really fully started my divorce. There was other things happening in my life. Revelations were coming out, you know, truths about people, family, people lying, not being honest, just things behind my back. It was quite, like, it was a lot. But I'm not trying to say I was a victim. It was just more of things. It was like eclipse energy, and you guys know The eclipse energy brings things to the surface. It was all coming out and it was the timing of it all. So I went to Amelia and I got a reading and I can't tell you, Joanna, how helpful it was. At first, I was really scared. Like I was shitting it. I was like, oh my God, like, what what is this going to say? I don't want to hear it. But I'm a person, I'm very open to wanting to grow and transform and I and I'm not scared to hear negative feedback. Let's call it constructive criticism, because if I can work on the areas that need development, then I can become a better person, and then I can overcome that and become, you know, work on something else. And it's definitely the Scorpio transformation or phoenix in me. I've always wanted to be that always evolving person, and something I quite like. So it was scary and daunting, but the guidance and advice from Amelia was really helpful. It was quite st- she focuses on self-empowerment she's able to read energy in, in situations and also tap into mind to say okay maybe you need to start focusing on this and this and one of the biggest pieces of advice she gave me was like you're carrying a burden and it's from past cycles that you've experienced it's past experiences that's really holding you back and if you can heal this and release this burden It's going to create a massive expansion in space and it's going to be really fertile. Things are going to start coming and aligning with you that resonate for you and all of the work that you've done so far and where you're at in your journey, it's going to be mirroring in a positive Mm -hmm. way. So I went and I started to do healing. I actually went to Theta Healing, which is like a quantum physics coach, Andrea, I went to and you know, I've mentioned theta, it goes into your subconscious brain. And I did a two hour session. It's probably the biggest healing because it dealt with a lot of big areas of healing. And I recommend this guys, whether you, you there's different ways to heal, but this worked for me and it might not work for you. Other ways might work for you, but definitely go into areas of healing because you can say you're on that self-union journey, wear the ring like me and make big decisions but there's still things that are buried underneath that if you don't do the shadow work and you don't go deep, they'll still be there. And you'll never really get closure on it and, and, you know, release it. So the healing, the very first healing I did was fantastic. I can't believe it. Like Andrea said to me, you look like a little girl, your face. And I didn't understand what she meant. And then when I looked in the mirror, when I got home, I was like, whoa, I look different. It's so weird. And then I, after that, there was a chain of events. Life started changing more. I was committed to my change. I was doing my yoga, continuing to do all the good stuff. You know, I changed a lot in my life. And then I went back to Amelia for a few readings, but then I think it was um, a reading a few months after. It was about a good four months after. Yeah. And in there, the spirit said to me, you know, you found, you found union with your masculine and feminine energy. You're in a place of now growing and birthing new things and ideas and, and aligning with new souls and energies. And I just started crying. I was overwhelmed. I didn't expect that because it wasn't like, oh, hi, Amelia, can you do a reading for me and tell me if I'm self-union? Because I was never really looking for it, in like consciously looking for it. But I knew that, you know, they talk about it in the Twin Flame journey, but they talk about it in the spiritual awakening is, Go find yourself. So I knew that that was part of it, but I wasn't actually going to that, you know, that point, that subject point. So when she said it, I kept replaying it back and I just couldn't get over it. And it was, it just felt so free for me. I mean, and then after that, like I remember, well, that was just before we hit 2020. That was in 2019, towards the end. And I had this magnificent trip in. Thailand where I took myself to all these five-star hotels and these beautiful like I just spent a whole load of money on myself because I was like I have paid off this divorce you know what it's time for me and I'm glad I did it because we went into lockdown but that was like my self-union like celebration like yeah like I just it's amazing but I have to say this it doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone else doesn't mean that I'm like some kind of leader or expert or anything it just means that I really know who I am and it means that I know that when I am a little bit off balance I can pick up on it quite quickly and I know what it is that's going on with me because I've 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 been doing the work but it doesn't mean that it's over I'm still finding areas and things to tweak and heal the healing's not massive as it was before, but every other weekend I find something and on a full moon, I'm like, what's going down? What's going down. Let's, let's, let's cleanse. So I'm quite like up for that. And so, you know, I'm like, I, I always kind of shout to you like, Oh my God, look what came to the service. This is a new one. (laughs) It's not so hard anymore because it it's part of me. So I embrace it. So yeah. That is where I'm at and where I'm going, I think, is just continuing to stay true to myself and keep being consciously aware about my masculine and feminine energy. Surrendering is a big one. I've mentioned it before, and I'm definitely very focused on the whole surrender. And I think if anywhere that I'm most focused on is my space and expansion, a sense of freedom. And because I needed freedom, I needed to know that I could always be free in any circumstance it was definitely something my my soul needed to know um and I needed to reconnect with my human self yeah yeah and and just being and receiving and co you know co-creating with the universe letting the universe be the masculine a bit and me kind of flowing oh
1: the universe is the masculine I love that do you know why it's really really powerful actually you know first of all shout out to Andrea for you know her cedar healing is just so powerful and it would it done wonders for me as well my experience with her was really really good and it was very necessary because as you said Steph there was a lot of things that I did not know that I was carrying with me <laughs> just because I didn't think about it at the time um it was there on my subconscious yeah right? yeah so yeah it's good and very necessary to get that that healing done so so powerful. And I love the fact that you also mentioned that it's not over. So even though that you have found self-union, it's still a continuous journey, right? It's still something that you need to work on to maintain.
0: Yeah, because you can easily fall back. I mean, I think once you've done enough work, it's harder to fall back because you won't do that to yourself, you know. You've got that self-commitment. Yeah. But yeah, you can easily just drop, you know, one day you might feel a little bit off balance, but Don't be hard on yourself, guys, because if you know you've been doing the work, then, you know, you can get back into the swing of it. It's just sometimes we have a moment or two and and it's life, you know, it's the duality of life. There's no up with no down and no light without dark and, you know, soft without hard and rough without smooth, you know, so it's all good. It's all good. So, Joanna, I know you've got some daily affirmations up your sleeve. What would be the relevant ones that resonate to today's episode?
1: Yes, let me say some for you guys. I'll be more than happy. And we could also post them on our page as well. I am feminine. I am
0: masculine.
1: I am intuitive. I am beautiful. I am creative. I am able to receive.
0: Those are great. And guys, there's probably a lot more. And like we said, we can share them on our page once this episode is announced
1: yes we will definitely get that done
0: so guys (laughs) (laughs) it looks like we've come to the end of what was been a really great conversation Joanna so thank you for having me again (laughs) thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) so let's thank each other and thank you guys for being great listeners and we hope that all of this content and conversation resonates. And if you have any feedback, questions, you know, you can DM us on our Instagram page. You can shout us out if you know us directly or personally. You know, we're here and we always love to hear from you.
1: Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you guys tuning into this episode. Like Steph said, I hope it resonates for you guys. All right, with that being said, I'm going to leave you with an amazing quote. Conscious union with one's higher self is attainable by all. Love and light, guys. We'll see you on the next episode.